It's time for Watch and Learn, the show where we discuss the life lessons we learn from the movies we watch. Today, Gemini, man! Hey, hey, movie maniacs, my name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother, Dusty. Dusty, how is Arizona treating you? Oh, it's doing good, man. Actually, it's cooling off, which is great, but... Uh, as I was watching this movie, I was thinking, I liked how they went to from place to place, but I was thinking, you know, when you and I talk, I wonder how any of the listeners actually think like, hey, is Dustin talking to himself or is Sky talking to himself? Like, you know, when you think about this movie, you got older Will Smith, younger Will Smith. Like, do people actually recognize our voice? Like, who's actually talking? Yeah, I know. We do sound quite a bit alike. I hear the difference, but maybe that's because I'm so used to the two of us speaking together. But we've heard from people over the years when they meet me for the first time and they've known you forever, they go, whoa, you sound just like your brother. I've even had people say, I I can't remember where, once or twice I've heard somebody say, hey, you sound like a dude I know named Dusty. (laughs) That really blew me away, you know, so I guess we do maybe sound a little bit alike. (laughs) that's fun yeah there was a guy we we were working at a restaurant and um i worked there for about a year longer than you give or take and you and i were talking and then somebody had their back to us and they they turned around and said dusty i thought i heard you talking to yourself and you're like arguing with yourself and and it was weird i was like oh no it's just me and sky talking (laughs) yeah yeah, i remember that as well can't remember who it was but that was a funny situation yep 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 but uh, everything's going great out here how are you and the boys and the wifey doing Oh, things are good, man. Fresno's nice. The weather's perfect. Beautiful sunny day. Denise was actually home from work today, so we decided to go have a little Thai lunch while the kids were out, so had some red curry. Pretty good stuff, man. Do you eat the Thai food? Uh, Thai Thai good. You like shirt? (laughs) Yes. Love shirt. Hate sock. (laughs) You remember where I got that, right? No, I don't. (laughs) That was from The Simpsons. That was like... At least 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. That was oh, I don't know. I missed that episode. Somebody asked Homer that same question. He's all, ah, Thai's good. How about shirt? You like shirt? <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. Yeah, so Thai for lunch and then just hanging out at home now. What about you? Oh, no, we're doing great. I, well, I'm always at home. But uh, yeah, everything's going well. Now, I went and watched the movie on the $5 movie theater. Now, what was really, really interesting, did you know that they're starting to shoot movies instead of like... I don't know, 30 frames per second. They shot this one in 60 frames per second. Did you know that? Uh, I had heard it was faster than normal or whatever the term is, faster, quicker, frame rate, uh, higher frame rate than normal. Yes. Yeah, it was like double. Well, normally back, I don't know, 20 years ago, the actual frame rate was probably something like, um, 25, 20, something like that, lower frame rate. So it just feels like a movie. You know, it's, it just, it, just the look and feel looks different. It, everything looks normal. It's just a feel of it different. Doesn't feel like real life. And now they shot it in, I guess it's called high frame rate instead of like 30 or 28 or 27. It's 60 frames per second. And I went and watched it in 3D in the, 60 frame rates, the high frame rate. Have you, so you, you don't have it or you've never seen any movie. This is the first time for me, but you've never seen it before. Uh, a high frame rate. I might have, but I didn't know. No, I you, don't think the theaters here in town, I've never heard any of them talk about high frame rate. So my guess is we just have standard theaters with projectors. 
you would absolutely recognize it if it was the high frame rate. So anyways, I went to watch it with the high frame rate. What was amazing, what it was, it, it was in 3D, but it didn't feel like 3D. It felt like you were in real life, literally sitting there. It was very amazing. Now, the downside, though, the acting. Now, uh, well, before I say this, let me ask you, what did you think about the acting and the visual effects at all of Gemini Man? Uh, the acting was okay. I didn't notice any bad acting, but I don't often. I mean, people, and you often mention it. Oh, I hate that person's acting, and I never notice it. Everything's basically okay to me, um, so I didn't notice. But the CG, it. this is one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of this movie, is that every time I would see younger Will Smith, I am just taken out of the movie because I know it's CG, and, you know, they're taking big chances, a big risk with this movie. But, man, the CG was just, uh, uh, it uh, it couldn't hide the fact that it was CG. So every time I saw him, I was pulled out of the movie. That, and it really kind of felt to me like watching Avatar. The, 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 the facial movements and all that stuff of Avatar back, you know, what was that, 10, 15 years ago. Um, it, was, it wasn't good. But, you know, this type of CG, that's actually pretty good. Marvel did a really good job with, like, CGing somebody like the size of um, uh, Chris Evans in Captain America. Things like that. Like, that's pretty neat. Now, I know, obviously, it's different stuff or a different way it looks. But it did take me out. But when I watched it in the high frame rate, the action felt... Some of the action felt like it was corny, like it was cheesy. The specific one was when the guy on the boat gets taken over, you know, at night by the the two guys, the two um, you know special forces or whatever that are inside the that were in the suits. They he gets attacked, and it felt like a calm, like a uh, like a home movie. It was that bad. It was it was it looked absolutely horrible, and that took me right out of the movie. So there's good and bad about high frame rate, but literally sitting there looking at them talk to each other. The close-ups, like you are literally, even in 3D, you know, 3D wearing the glasses and everything kind of makes it little, look a little blurry or whatever. It looked phenomenal. And it looked like you were literally sitting there with Will Smith talking to you face-to-face. Oh, that's really interesting. How did his younger counterpart, Junior, look, though? He looked actually pretty good, but you don't get the same facial movements. There are some parts it really felt like it was an avatar all over. You know, the, the guy, the character, um, uh, the one guy, alien dude in avatar when he actually became the avatar right walking around it felt like that hokey type of jangy type of uh character it didn't feel like a an actual person which was rather disappointed so that takes you out of the movie that's interesting man i loved avatar and i thought the cg was great and i didn't see i'm not seeing the kind of things that you're doing i thought they did an awesome job with the characters there maybe you have um, a more discernible cg palette than me well, it could also be because it was shot in the high frame rate, which you get to see literally everything. But they did a they did a pretty good job. But you just don't get you don't pick up every bit of the uh, facial movements and all sort of stuff. Like in the Marvel movies, when they like I said, make Chris Evans small, they did a phenomenal job in that, and it, you could not even see any anything like it looked great and so that's the thing i was just kind of comparing different movies but the high frame rate was super amazing now i gotta ask a question when they were driving or riding the motorcycles did you think hey that's not will smith riding the bike at oh, ever yeah you? quite often most of will smith's action scenes i thought that's not him they used somebody else and then occasionally they stuck his face on cgys you know yeah and specifically the motorcycle scene if when i watch it in the high frame rate there was a time that he, the guy took off and it showed his face. And I was like, 
literally that's not Will Smith. Like I could absolutely, they didn't even try to touch up his face. That's literally, because it's probably high frame rate, but you know, the rest of the time it's from his back and everything, you can't really tell, but they could have done a lot better in a lot of this movie. I agree with you. And if uh, I think uh, actually I have IMDb pulled up, I saw that this had an estimated budget of 138 million. So you figure they probably did spend a ton of money uh, on the CG, but maybe, I don't know, maybe they had a rush job and they just didn't do, uh, they didn't do it the justice that they could have done it. Or maybe it's the high frame rate exposes that CG and makes it more noticeable. Probably, uh, possibly, because now I haven't seen it in regular death, so I death. I don't know if it's actually better or worse. If it's um, you know what it looks like. In the same time, I just thought the movie was just generally okay. I'm gonna jump in right with your um, grade. What grade do you give this movie? I give it a B minus. Oh, that high? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't tell anybody not to go see it if you like action, if you like Will Smith, and the story is decent, not great. It's not a definite recommend, but if you're just down with an action movie, like audience scores for this on Rotten Tomatoes, there's like an 84%. That's practically where I'm at. If you like the action, go see it. But if CG and maybe bad CG pulls you out of the movie, don't bother watching it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, try, I'm still kind of figuring out what I wanted to give a grade for this this movie. I'm either I try to stay away from C's, so it's either a B minus or a D plus. Yeah, um, I was in the same ballpark there too. I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards the D plus because I'm never gonna watch it again. It was at times enjoyable, but at the same time it wasn't. Um it felt a little hokey. Will Smith's a decent actor. Um, he's done better. Like I didn't feel like he he put his heart into the movie. It felt like he was just kind of going through the motions. I could be completely wrong. That's just how it came across. Um, not as the junior because it's kind of hard to tell, but him himself or the uh, whatever his name is, uh, Henry Henry Brogan. He just didn't feel like this. Now, one thing that I was kind of picturing was the young Will Smith back when he was playing the Fresh Prince. I was kind of picturing Junior being like Fresh Prince, you know, being all loud and boisterous and all that sort of stuff, but he literally wasn't. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I guess uh, it was the way uh, Clive Owen's character raised him. Like, he wasn't a fun, happy guy, uh, I guess... I don't know, just the way he was raised. Because I'm thinking, if he's a clone of somebody, that doesn't mean he necessarily has his personality, right? Your personality is shaped by uh, who you're around as you're growing up, your life experiences and stuff. And um, Will Smith, or Henry Brogan's kind of dour um, look at the world, dour might not be the right word, but like jaded and used up and and tired of being an assassin. assassin. That look at the world shouldn't be how the younger clone of himself sees things that that clone could be totally different personality wise maybe the same physical characteristics and the same physical abilities of fighting and assassination and that kind of thing but i don't um i wasn't a big fan of him having basically the same personality oh okay i i can kind of see that i could see them having different personalities uh as they've grown and changed a little bit but i'll give you an example like xander my boy xander he's a fun happy go lucky kid if and that's just his personality and if you were to pull him out and put it into a really horrible situation, he'd still have a little more of a positive or like uh, want to goof off and, you know, be uh, disruptive, that type of personality. But you wouldn't literally change him. Now, I'm not saying that Will Smith's character would have been Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, being junior and all that sort of stuff. I was just kind of expecting like a Fresh Prince type of acting. So um, it was totally different. Like it was he was already so like um, uh 
down and uh, it just he, he was like the character was no personality whatsoever i guess that's what it comes out to no personality whatsoever coming across in the movie for junior yeah you know what i thought would have been really cool if they had just left off the fact that he was going to be up against a clone of his you don't need to put that in the movies i mean you basically have kind of like a mission impossible idea but instead of tom cruise it's now will smith and with all the action there that should be enough to get people to go i don't think people needed to they didn't need to see the idea of oh he's going to be fighting his younger self i don't think that took people to the theaters you know i think it's will smith and action kind of like a, a, a Mission Impossible that brought people there. I think that was an unnecessary thing. And because they had that aspect to the movie, they had to do all that CG, which pulled me away from the movie every single time. I would have rather seen this story been like uh, uh, Henry knocked up a woman back in the day. And then uh, Clive Owen's character, Clay Varys, found her, killed her, took the boy as his own, and then raised him to be just like his dad, an assassin. I think that would have been a better story. And then you don't need all this CG crap. You just get some other younger, thinner, Will Smith kind of looking guy, you know? I think so. So you're finding some holes in the story. And and as I went through, I was thinking, yeah, it's a little hokey, um, uh, choppy, I guess, more so when it comes down to being uh, storytelling and the process. Now, I was looking at the budget, like you said, 138 million for the budget. Opening weekend, it only made 20 million, and gross USA so far is 23 million. And it started October 13th, so that was that's only three three days, I think, four days. So it's not it's not horrible. But community gross worldwide right now is 62 million, and the ratings aren't the best from the critics. But what's interesting is it hasn't opened up in China yet, and I believe on the 16th. Oh, sorry, not 16th, the, the 19th is, so uh, uh, Friday is, uh, I believe, or 18th. Yeah, it's Friday. The 18th is when it's going to open up, and so that's going to bring in so much more money. I'm thinking they might be able to make their money back, They but they might lose money. In the end, I, you know what? After I've we've talked about this movie, um, we brought up a couple things, and we'll talk more about it in just a second, but I'm thinking my grade, I give it a D plus because it was entertaining. The CGI pulled me right out of the um out of the movie. I did like Benedict Wong. I thought he was pretty good um in acting. He was fun to watch. Um the, the, yeah, it, in all, yeah, it was just okay. I'm never gonna watch it again. I if somebody says, Hey, should I watch it? I say, Oh, it was, it was entertaining for you know a little bit of the movie. If you want to spend five bucks and go to the or just wait until it comes out on you know uh, Redbox or something, do that. But yeah, I'm I guess I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah, I, I would feel the exact same way. And I'm just like you, I'm probably never gonna watch it again. Um, but getting to some of the stuff I liked out of the movie, um, he had a bee allergy just like in Hitch. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, this set, this looks familiar. <laughs> That's right. Call back to Hitch, man. It sure was. Good stuff. And But, you know, I did like in the beginning when he first sees Mary Elizabeth Winstead manning that shack. He started questioning her like he did suspect her of being part of the DIA or being somebody there to spy on her. I really just like that idea of showing how he's always perceptive, paying attention to the world around him. He spots a small inconsistency. And you could tell from the questions he was asking her, um, whatever the college, Louisiana State, huh? And she goes, yeah, go dogs, you know, whatever it was. He was purposely saying things to see what she would say. And I liked that aspect of him. Yeah, yeah, he did He did well. Now, I do think, though... In movies, you get 
I guess the the hero gets to be oh you're the only guy that can do this like you're he's the absolute best and they have to do that kind of but it just gets a little old like this guy's the best so let's clone him I was like um that was back in 1990 or sorry 1984 or 85 or something that they cloned him I was like wow really so now I guess that was a hole for me I was like back when he was you know 20 years old you thought this guy's the best let's clone him now uh, well that's I a think they awful. said it was like back in 1996 so this kid is 23 years old so it was a little bit later on maybe he's been in the military for 10 or 12 years now and probably already racked up like 40 kills maybe mm-hmm. yeah so but yeah but when you have somebody like this guy is the absolute best nobody can kill him uh, you know it's another John Wick which uh, oh well you know you kind of go into John Wick feeling like okay there's going to kill every single person there it's just going to be fun just turn off your brain this one they're trying to make it like seem realistic which makes it uh, okay but what do you think about Ang Lee's directing um, I'm good with it I, I think Ang Lee he's a good director I've seen a lot of his other movies enjoyed them uh, I think he's just fine nothing stood out to me as negative from the directing aspect what about you yeah, I thought he did just fine. I mean, he's done plenty of other movies. Obviously, Crouching Tiger is a really, really good one. Um, but yeah, so I thought he did fine. Now, the storyline, the storyline was was okay. You know, he's trying to get out of uh, being in the military. But what was interesting was the main bad guy. What was his name? It Clive was Owens? Clive, yeah. Well, Clive that, Owens. That's, that's the actor's name. Clay Varys. Uh-huh. So Clay Varys, he is apparently um, uh, the young Will Smith or Junior's um, dad. And but Clive Owens doesn't even look like he's that old. Like Will Smith character looked older than Clive Owens did. And I was like, man, it's just it I, I kind of thought they would get somebody a tad older. I'm not sure who, but somebody that maybe like a Robert Redford or something like that, like an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotcha. It 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 worked with me. I didn't see any I didn't feel any disconcerting uh, you know, feelings toward Clive Owen. I'm I've always liked him as an actor, pretty decent, pretty in most movies that he does, you know. So I saw it. It was believable for me. But I guess at 50 years old, if he's the dad of this 23-year-old, he had this whole idea of cloning. And maybe he already had the Gemini as a company. Maybe he already had it when he was 26 or 27. So maybe he's that forward thinking because normally a soldier at 26, 27, maybe they're not thinking about the future like that, you know? Yeah. So there's a yeah. little bit of foresight on Clay Varus's part. Uh, one thing that was really interesting too was the storyline takes them to Budapest, I think, and they talk to Yuri, and they talk to him for literally like two seconds. It's like that all that for that, like that's it. That was just so sad. Like I don't, it it was just a sake for of a, a location for the sake of getting to a new location. What do you think? I think that's kind of what happened right there. And it kind of surprised me how Henry, they kept knowing right where they were going. They they found him at every spot and he didn't put two and two together and figure that he has a tracker built in or surgically implanted in him. That was the first thing that I thought when they found them in um, on that island. Yeah, I thought, yeah. geez, how does he get there within 24 hours, you know, and know right where they are? I guess you could at first see that in the very beginning when he met his friend on the boat, they had that drone up there spying on him. Maybe you can kind of assume that's how they tailed him. But no, I I figured there was a tracker implanted right away on him. Yeah, absolutely. Because, oh, how do they always know where I am? Are you kidding me? Really? He's not, it doesn't have like a sixth sense, like because you guys are on the same, you know, earth at the same time, just like in, uh, not Guardians of the Galaxy, um, uh, Infinity War. Infinity War, you got Gamora, not Gamora, um, who was the Nebula? Yeah. Nebula, yeah, they're on the same page, and you can see, yeah. So that's 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 interesting. If he's supposed to be this some amazing guy, he should have been able to figure that out. So yep. now the rest of the uh, the action in it, 
I thought the motorcycle, even though I could tell it wasn't Will Smith, I thought the motorcycle scene was rather fun and enjoyable to watch. Uh-huh. Then at the same time, like all the firefighting was really, really cool. Did you notice at the very beginning when he's going to take the shot? Now, obviously, it's an absolutely impossible shot. I don't care who the best is. There's literally no way anybody's going to ever make that shot um, and kill somebody on a train. That's, you know, he's what, two meters away or 200 meters away. And, or was it, was it two kilometers? I think they said two kilometers. Yeah. Two kilometers away with a moving train with all the variables. There's literally no way because it's just absolutely like, it's just completely impossible. But I did appreciate the way Will Smith was laying as a sniper. Did you notice anything interesting? Uh, He was laying on his stomach the way he always feels happiest. Yeah, That's did you all notice? I noticed yeah. there. <laughs> did you notice his feet? Uh, they were splayed out. They weren't like standing straight behind him. So yeah, they were. His legs, his legs were wide. I mean. Yeah, his legs were wide. But the feet, you would normally think like, let me just put my toes, like point them further back, and just keep my heels up. No, you don't do that. You actually turn your feet sideways so your toes go out away from you, and your heels are going in because it's one less thing poking up out of the way and you know so people can see when you're a sniper you're not supposed to move you're you're supposed to be as low to the ground as possible so i was like oh wow he at least you know there's a little bit of training that somebody went through or that somebody actually coached him to go through in order to actually shoot right yeah totally that makes sense i got a feeling a few times from the action and stuff that they might have had the same uh mission impossible stunt team and stunt coordinators and uh and uh what are they called advisors you know uh that they use on those series to make those so realistic yeah, and I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. It really pulls you into the movie much more so than, I don't know, back in the 90s where you had, you know, guys that were uh, even even Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and all them, you had them using firearms, but in completely bad ways, or at least, sorry, us watching back then, um, we didn't really know. Now, after I've grown and learned about firearms and how the new advances in how to actually hold the firearms, how to do all this sort of stuff, I look back, I'm like, man, they're doing it completely wrong. So that could be one thing. But now I like that they're making it a point to really learn how to do it right, how the professionals would actually use firearms and how they would move and everything. Yeah, it's so smart. I think audiences have uh, uh, really stepped their game up in their knowledge of this kind of stuff. So movie directors, stunt coordinators, and those guys, they have to up their game as well, you know, to to kind of uh, to, to, to make us, uh, to give us the entertaining movie that we expect nowadays, you know? Yeah, and even when Will Smith is carrying, it's maybe it's, it's not an M4, it's like a, a MP type of rifle. And if you give anybody a rifle, the first thing they do, they put it to their cheek and hold it up with the left arm ahead of them on the stock and their right arm holding the trigger, which is fine. But what they'll do is they'll pull up their back right elbow and stick it up really high to help them kind of shoulder it. That's not the way you're supposed to do it. Think about that's another wing that's going to get shot off. You want to tuck that thing literally right against your body and keep your your body as close and compact as possible so you don't get hit with stray bullets or any bullets. And so Will Smith is literally doing that throughout the whole movie. So I was like, man, at least he knows some. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, so was I. And uh, I did enjoy, uh, you talked about the motorcycle scene. Just before that, we see the scene when they're going through like that... um uh, whatever building and he's doing kind of like parkour stuff and they're shooting at each other. I enjoyed that, that whole, uh, battle scene, uh, running and gunning scene. Yeah. Now, would you give yourself your older or so your younger cloned self the option to try to live or try to win him over on your side? Or would you just put a bullet in his head knowing he's going to try to kill you? 
Uh, I would probably do the same thing Will Smith did, man. You just try to convert him over. I mean, for one thing, you could get information out of this person. Um, and for another thing, it kind of feels like you're killing yourself. It feels like there's some weird bad karma there for toasting your own clone. <laughs> feels like it at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it came down to either him dying or me dying, absolutely, I'm going to be killing him. But this, or myself, you know, my my cloned self. But then again, uh, I'm kind of thinking my normal self, like I'm actually just a pretty rational person. You explain X, Y, and Z, just like Will Smith did to Junior. You explain X, Y, Z, and then you're like, oh man, you know, that's that makes sense. <laughs> and so I, I don't know what I would actually do. Now, if, if I had a chance, you know, if we're fighting and like, don't shoot him. He says it like eight times. Don't shoot him. He's drowning me. Don't shoot him. <laughs> I was like, yep. are you going to die? Or are you going <laughs> to... Anyways, so a little quirky, but... I think in all, I thought it was rather, rather entertaining to see him fighting against himself. But even though, you know, I was kind of picking apart on the the, uh, CG of Will Smith, the junior character, it was fun seeing them fight and, and not really getting take too taken too far out of the movie when they're fighting together. What did you think? Um, no, uh, the, okay. So I wasn't really taken out of the movie, but one thing, as I was watching this, I, 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 I got the sense right away that Dusty is not going to like this because the camera is too close. We're doing a lot of <laughs> jump stuff, especially when Mary Elizabeth Winstead is fighting and the action isn't as, as, um, as you can't follow the action as well as you'd like in a lot of movies. So that part took me out of it and I figured you would feel the same. I did. I, I definitely felt like it, the camera was way too close. They could have done a lot better. Um, I obviously the the running and gunning that was really fun because it's further away. You can kind of see stuff when they were fighting really close. It was rather too close for my taste. But um, oh well. I mean, it was okay. It was okay. Now, yeah. what did you think about Ramona? How did she do? <laughs> Ramona? <laughs> you talking about Mary? Oh wait, what? Ramona? Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah, Ramona. I don't get the reference. Are you kidding me? Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim versus oh the World? Oh my gosh. Okay. The other day, I watched <laughs> Hot Shots, and Ramona is in Hot Shots. So oh. when you're saying Ramona, the only thing that's popping through my mind is Charlie Sheen, <laughs> dim sum fighting, Hot Shots, you know? So, yes, you're right. Ramona Flowers, Scott Pilgrim. Oh my there gosh. I can't believe there I missed that. There you go. That. How terrible. I thought she I thought she was good. I've always liked her as an actress. I've seen her in maybe every movie that she's done. She's played small parts here and there. Even Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I watched that one. Um uh, I en- I enjoy her in every movie I've ever seen. Did you watch the one that was like uh 10 Cloverfield Lane or something like that? Yeah, I did. And she was, was fine in it. It wasn't the best movie ever, but uh if you like sci-fi stuff, and you like the ideas of aliens and suspense and uh it, it it's it's definitely worth watching. Okay, I never watched it. I was like, ah, I don't know if I really want to watch it. But uh, yeah, so thinking of Ramona, I thought she did a pretty good job. She was definitely very handy. Now, what was rather interesting is she was taking on guys and and beating the crap out of them, killing them, when it seems like, man, she's she's a pretty uh, hardcore operator, it seems like, already. Like, um, uh, Henry Brogan just meets her, and she's a pretty hardcore operator taking out these dudes, and you could trust her to do everything. I thought that was... Uh, almost a little outside of the character um, that I could think of just being somebody that's you're surveilling and stuff. But at the same time, oh, well, you know, she did a great job in it as far as acting wise. Yeah, you think uh, the DIA sent a really capable operative just to watch a guy who was wanting to retire. Retire, you know? yes. Like yes. she could have been put to so many better uses than 
like I said, watching a retired dude. Yeah, absolutely. Sitting on the boat dock. I was like, oh, that's that's rather that's rather interesting. It is, yeah. And I'm glad earlier you mentioned Benedict Wong. Wong, um, I like him in all the movies I've seen him in. Fun character. He always has, most of his characters have funny comedic kind of quips and stuff, and you like to see him on screen. I was happy seeing him. I was bummed out that he died in the end, though. I didn't want him to die. Yeah, but you could definitely tell why he died. It was because he's in a van. He can't really get out one side. You know, it's too too slow. But um, yeah, he he did great in it. Yep, that's why my number one lesson is own a double-sided, double-door van. I don't know how you call it, but you know. That's a good point. Let's get into the lesson. So your first lesson is own a double-door van or a double yes. wall. Or Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Van. Don't you have a double-door van? We used to. I sold it. Oh, what is that called? Is it double-door or is it I a four-door no, van? We call it a minivan, but... Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I don't know what the doors were called, but like a slide, sliding doors or yeah. something so like that. So dual sliding door van. Yeah, dual sliding door down. Now, the downside with those, if you're driving, they do not open. Like, they literally, you cannot open it up if it's a power door. So, you'd be stuck. You'd have oh. to get a cargo van. Because what happens is in the minivan, there's a little button. It either, or like a little lever. It either goes from automatic, or where you push a button, it opens up, or turn it all the way off, then you would use the handle. So, if you're driving that, just make sure it's always turned off so that whoever else is in the back can grab and open it up and jump out really quick. Gotcha. So, maybe kind of an addendum to this is, is basically the lesson is always have an escape plan. App. Well, that's that's a great, great, um, great thought because anytime you get into anything, you want to make sure you can get out. And so, Yes, you need to be able to get out quick, especially when you're listening to Junior talk to somebody and like, what, what? You know, like, okay, hey, yeah. I better get ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't, before you get to your, your first lesson, sorry to interrupt you, I didn't like the fact that they fought in the town. I would have rather seen them go to Gemini so they can really just kick butt and destroy that entire complex, you know, as well as all the soldiers that were there as well. Yeah, that was rather interesting. Like, where was Junior taking him? Yeah, like to take, meet him in the town right outside of where Gemini headquarters is, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it was okay. So my first lesson is when you are fighting a clone of yourself, just put a bull in his head and call it a day. Ah, uh, yeah, there's karma there, though, man. There's something wrong. You're killing a part of yourself, I think. Eh, maybe, but I'll live with that as long as I can live. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> um, my second lesson is, and you get this from every single spy movie ever, don't be a spy. Eventually, your government is going to come after you. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, depends on which country. Because if you live in Russia, it's like Tuesday. You know, so it's like... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's just what happens. So it comes with the turn. You know it's going to happen. But yes, absolutely. Same thing like getting in bed with the mafia or, you know, uh, any any uh, Colombian drug lords or something. You're in forever. You can literally never, ever get out. So why even go in? That's right. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So... I think with Will Smith character always searching for bugs, every single time I go in my bedroom, I take out the lights and I look look for bugs. I looked in the phones for bugs. So I'm going to start looking for bugs everywhere. There you go. You know, I wonder if Amazon sells bug wands. You see them in like movies when the Secret Service is going through the hotel room before the president gets in. They're waving a wand everywhere. 
I'm, I'm going to Google it or Amazon, you know, search for bug wands. Or you're going to say, Alexa, find me a bug, bug wand. And Alexa's going to say, I hope you don't realize that I'm a bug. So yeah, go ahead. Exactly. I'll find you other ones. Yeah. 100%. That bug wand's going to go off as soon as it gets five feet from Alexa. <laughs> no, they programmed it so that Alexa does not look like a, a bug. That's right. You're right. Yep. <laughs> but she still functions as one. Yeah, she sure does. Even when you're not even... Like it's it's just programmed to listen, and they they've said they always come back out like every year or so. Oh, we apologize. We've actually been listening. Well, you said that two times, like two years ago. You said it. Then the year before you go, you said it. So you consistently listen to us, and you just keep apologizing for it. So you basically should be realizing they're always listening every single second of the day. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm counting on it. Yep. So what I've done is I literally, because I have the Amazon Fire Stick and you have to push a button and, a, and approve. And just like on my phone, I have a Samsung Galaxy and it's thing called Bixby on it. Um, I did not approve Bixby. I did not approve um, uh, the Fire Stick. I did not approve any of that stuff. Hopefully that might you know, at least get it to where they don't you know, start listening. But, you know, oh, well, that's just the, the as we give up our freedoms, you know, technology makes it much more easy to live. And so it's kind of it's, it's a trade off. It is. It is a trade-off. But uh, it's one that I think uh, the lack of privacy, most Americans, at least probably most people around the world, we're kind of fine with it. We're kind of used to it by now. You know, kind of like living in Russia, your government betraying you is a Tuesday. We're used to Alexa spying on us now. So I think it comes down to a couple things. If it's spied on without our will, and we realize that we are upset, obviously, you take that from us. But if we are giving something in return and we approve of it, it's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, okay, okay, you're a jerk, uh, but you got me. Okay, go ahead and keep listening. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like we've given that permission, and so we're okay with it, which makes it not so egregious when they actually come out. Oh, yeah, sorry. We recorded literally everything and sold it to everybody else. You know, oh, well. Yep, I agree with you. That's a good human observation right there for sure, how, how our mind works. Yep, yep. Um, actually, I didn't come up with a third lesson. So I came up with a third lesson. Now, my third lesson comes with uh, Ramona Flowers and the older Will Smith. You know, if, if you're if you're attracted to somebody in general, you, more than likely your younger self will be. So you can use them as bait and use them to come and attract and get the the bad guy. So totally. u- utilize Ramona Flowers. There you go. Good, good, good. <laughs> know where you're bait. You know, know what attracts the enemy. You're right. Well, and again, it goes, I guess it really comes down to, um, you need to know yourself. You need to know who you are, everything about you. Now, obviously, in this case, you could literally apply it because, hey, this is me. I'm finding my younger self. But um, as you as you know yourself, you can understand your quirks. You can understand where you're lacking. We can understand, you know, all, all the different issues inside of, uh, of you, hopefully, so you can actually get them out of your brain and get them out of your own personality. And so what was interesting about Will Smith well, let me ask you, if you hadn't watched this movie or the storyline of the movie with older Will Smith beating younger Will Smith, what are your thoughts? Do you think if it, you didn't watch this, it was just younger versus older? Younger is going to stalk and try to take out older Will Smith. And the older Will Smith had an idea like this is what's going to happen uh, or that he is coming. Who do you think would win? Oh, the older one for sure with all the life experience. Absolutely. I mean, you can only, in my opinion, you can only train so much. You can only be educated so much. You you can only have so much of that that would actually teach you, but you don't have the actual 
experience that goes into, you know, from your brain in your memory down into your, like into your psyche or into, you know, like who you really are inside of you. And all those experiences lead up to, well, well, hey, this didn't work. This did work and vice versa. So I personally believe that the older Will Smith will beat like nine times out of 10, the younger Will Smith. I agree with that as well. And probably another aspect of that is the fact that he spent so much time in war. His life was on the line so many times. The younger Will Smith um, uh, and and, and be having your life on the line, being in war, I've never been in that kind of situation, but I can only assume that's going to make you a, a tougher, stronger individual over uh, over to be able to come obstacles and stuff. The younger one has probably not gone through that yet. So that's another uh, idea that the older one's going to fight harder and use more of the assets the, that he has at hand to beat that younger one. Yeah, yeah. You could see how at towards the end where Ramona, it was really talking to the older Will Smith and, you know, talking to him, explaining everything, what's going on. And the younger Will Smith had no clue. You know, he checked for bugs. He tried to do that, but in the realized or in the very end, it didn't work. And so it's just having that experience, just having the understanding of, hey, there Everything I've done in my past, let me use that to my advantage. And so I absolutely, I believe experience way outweighs any knowledge that you can gain from textbooks or anything like that. Yep. Yep. And it outweighs uh, uh, youth and strength as well. Yes, absolutely. Now, I will say, though, Will Smith looks pretty strong for a 51-year-old. I mean, he Oh, looked, for sure he does, yeah. Yeah, he looked pretty pretty legit. I was pretty happy with how, how spry he was and everything. And, you know, he had a little touch of gray on the sides of his head, which made him look a little bit older. But he was born in 1968, which is 11 years older than me. So he's definitely 51 years old. So, yeah, I, think, I thought he did really well. Yeah, it was good. And you could see, I mean, it's obvious he was still an operative up until earlier, you know, that week he killed that guy you know, shooting him on the train. So as an operative, he still has to stay in peak physical shape just to stay alive when getting sent on these missions. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think Hollywood is struggling to find good younger actors because they're keeping these, I don't remember actors being 50 years old doing these action stuff. Maybe is it just a change of times or, or what, or they can't find any good actors or it just seems like you, I've never used to see 50 year olds doing action like this. Yeah, uh, I think back in the day they couldn't. I mean, Wilford Brimley in Cocoon was like 50 years old and he was gigantic, overweight. You couldn't imagine imagine him ever running in his life. But nowadays people are staying younger longer. So maybe it's a, a combination of the two things, not having a lot of good name, younger talent to put in these roles. But also you have older guys who are willing to stay in shape and still they're still bankable as movie stars. So I think it's a combination. Yeah, and at, after seeing, you know, just... Different people, as they age, if they still exercise, if they still try to stay active, like our dad, he still stays active. He still, uh, last year, he walked almost 900 miles around um, one of the islands in Japan. Like, he's 70 years old and literally did that and because he just wants to do it. He stays active, and he was he was successful in doing it. And so, like myself, I love doing Olympic lifting. I love to run. I love to just stay in shape. I'm going to do my best to keep, continue that. Like, I'm 40 now, and so I just snatched 235 pounds. That's where you take it from the ground all the way up above your head in one movement, um, 235 pounds, which I'm pretty happy. That's like my record. So I'm glad I just got it like on Saturday. And I'm going to continue doing this until either I'm hurt and I can't, or I'm just tired. I don't want to, but 
all that to say, I'm going to keep staying active well until, you know, I'm 60, 70, 80 years old, because I see difference between other people who are 70 years old, who don't, you know, basically just sit around and watch TV, and our dad, or Will Smith, or Arnold Schwarzenegger, or, or um, Sylvester Stallone, who are 70 years old, that are still exercising, still lifting, still getting buffed, they still are very physically active. I can see the total difference in the, in the way that their, their bodies physically are. So I'm going to stay active. What about you? Oh, for sure. 100%. And congratulations on getting that uh, uh, personal record of 235. You know, I had my own personal snatching record this morning with three donuts. Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Took them right out of the box, pounded them down before I even finished my coffee. It was amazing. <laughs> cool beans. So let me get to my Monday morning quarterback. I wonder if you noticed this. After they were doing their running and gunning scene, Will Smith runs, knocks a guy off a bike, jumps on his bike, holding his gun, and then the girl that the guy was talking to in the car grabs him and is fighting for the bike while this dude, unknown dude, is holding a gun trying to steal your bike. Monday morning quarterback, do not fight a guy with a gun. (laughs) I thought the exact same thing. And Will Smith... All he had to do was pull the, point the gun at her or shoot the car or do something like that just to say, stop grabbing me, boom, 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 and not, obviously not killing her, but that'll wake her up say, stop being stupid. It's just a bike. Yep, exactly. But he's up against what appears to be a killer assassin, so you need all the bullets you can. You don't want to waste them. Yeah, yeah. All right, my Monday morning quarterback is... When you're meeting clandestine people, you know, on a boat, you always realize that no matter where you are, somebody's going to be listening. And so you can go inside, you can write it down on a piece of paper, you can do all that sort of stuff as opposed to being out in the open where you can look up and see the drone flying and hearing you. So if you're going to do anything that's crazy, that's really crazy like that, especially you see, you know, new Ramona flowers in there, you're like, hey, this is kind of different. You know, difference not good when you're retiring as a, as a, um, a secret agent. You know, difference not good. You want everything routine and everything the same. You need to do something where you're completely, you know, out of the way and not not having any technology being able to find you. It could be like, let's go underneath the water and like, you know, put our heads in a bucket and talk in a bucket or something like that. Yeah, or just turn up the Metallica. There you go. And just whisper in each other's ears. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whispering sweet nothings to, to one from Metallica. Cool beans. Hey, one last thing. I really, I think my biggest laugh out of the movie came when uh, Benedict Wong's character said, well, it's not every day you get to see a guy get his ass kicked on two continents by his younger self. (laughs) I like that line. There there wasn't that much comedy in the movie, so I would have liked more of it, but it, it was a decent amount, and most of it came from Benedict Wong. It was from him. I thought I kind of thought that Will Smith could have done a little bit more or could have done some um some good fun interplay occasionally here and there, but yeah, it was from Benedict Wan. Yeah, I agree. He could have, but oh well. Uh, I guess his character wasn't really the kind of happy-go-lucky jokey kind of guy in general. Yeah. So what is your prop that you would like? Um, I do not remember, but there was a really awesome rifle slash gun that Will Smith was carrying around at one point. And I just, re- I, I saw that and I would really love to have that up on my wall. I, and I, I, you know, I don't know what it looked like or anything. It might've been one of that, the rifle that you had mentioned before where he was holding it up, uh, properly with his elbows in, you know, is it one with the folding stock? Yes. Yeah. So it looks like it's probably like a, uh, it's an AR platform. Anyways, long story short, it's definitely got a short barrel. So it's for cl- tight, close 
combat, like really, really close combat. So yeah, that is a really nice, and I love the scope. And then the side scope, what was great when it was, when he first saw his younger self chasing after him, he was using it. And you, you look down the scope, the one side, uh, the, directly down the top, you have a longer scope to, you know, for far away. And he tilted to the side and there is a red dot sight. And it's super awesome to be able to go back and forth between close to far distance. And so on, I have a, uh, a rifle that I have for home protection. And I literally have the same thing where um, you have a longer um, scope on the top and you just literally twist it just almost like 25 degrees at most to the right. And then you have the red dot and you could boom, 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 boom. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. So is that the same prop you would take? Um, no, I'm actually looking at the motorcycle. I love the motorcycle, even though they were like, they seem like just stock motorcycles. I thought those were really, really fun. So one of them, probably the one Will Smith was riding would be fun to have. Cool. I agree with you right there. Yeah, that's a good one. Although my wife wouldn't be happy with me having a motorcycle. No, my wife wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah. But oh, well, there's nothing they can do about it. This is a prop from Gemini, man. I can't, I can't not have this. <laughs> I love, I love your intro. Gemini. Man, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yep, yep. So before we end this puppy, any last words, Dust? I'm good to go, buddy. Cool beans. So this movie was, oh, I can't remember. Whose choice was it? Mine or yours? I think it was yours. Okay, cool. So this was my choice. Next week, what are we going to learn from, Dust? We're going to learn from double tapping zombies in the head. So let's watch Zombieland Double Tap. Dude, I cannot wait. I've been looking forward to this movie all summer, maybe even since whenever they announced it a year ago. Love the first movie. We talked about it recently, so I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm hoping Ramona Flowers is in this again. I, or not again, but like with what's his name, even though he's not the same actor as in. <laughs> uh, they just look alike. You know, the, the Scott Pilgrim guy and the Zombieland guy, they look alike. So I was thinking, yeah, Ramona Flowers, in there, that'd be fun. Yeah, why not? Why not? Cool beans. So I'm looking forward to that one. Good choice, Dust. All righty. So for the listeners, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate your ears. And now that you know how we feel about Gemini Man, you can please leave us a comment at watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod 68. Let us know any life lessons that you took away, what you thought about the movie, your favorite prop, or maybe even your own Monday morning quarterback. All righty then. My name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with Zombie Land Double Tap. <laughs>